in here. Bada bing, bada boom. Welcome to PFC 256 Podcast FC Show World Cup semifinal review. I'm here with Huss and Snacks. Al is somewhere in a ditch drinking his sorrows. Somewhere in a ditch in Paris. Probably drinking, drinking wine. His sorrows away, right? Drinking some Bordeaux. Can Al afford wine? No, it, it, the wine is actually really inexpensive there. I don't know if we got into it, but uh, water. before on the show, but I went there for school for you know a few weeks, and literally wine was cheaper than water. It was one and a half euro. So I was like, all right, cool, and you can drink on the street. So I literally was drinking three bottles of wine with like ten beers at night. So it was classy awesome. house. It's so classy with with um, the bag. With the bag, you'd roll it over the top. There you go. There's your hussy. And yeah, Tom, 21. I was 21 at the time. I was excited. I liked it. And Tom is away at New England Revolution residential camp. I don't know if you guys know, but he's a New England Revolution Academy coach. We're talking MLS Academy coach. So that's why he's not around. So it'll be a three-man show. But let's get into it, man. Big game uh, today. Croatia edging out England 2-1. to one with the Heartbreaker. Extra time action. Heartbreaker. What are your thoughts, boys? Oh, Actually, you, okay, okay. Um, so coming into the game, uh, if you have listened, you would hear me talk about that I thought England through and through for the most part, minus Modric, Rakitic, for a few reasons. One, I do believe that Modric is top three best midfielders in the world. He's proving that he might be the number one best midfielder in the world uh, through this tournament. But this is – they've had – 220-minute matches leading up to this. And they go into extra time again. But even before they get into the extra time, I was thinking maybe the legs are a little tired. It's an older team. England has momentum. Harry Kane has cooled down. If he heats back up, it's going to be an easy thing. Sterling hasn't even been playing well. Defense has been looking great. Uh, the young team with a lot of energy. I just figured that England... I thought they would maybe be able to get one or two goals in the first half. We saw Trippier with the goal. Unbelievable start. Unbelievable free kick. No one could have saved that. Put anyone in net, that goal is still a goal. Uh, yeah, Lovren, was- Lovren goes up. He ducked his head a tiny bit, but it still went over his head. He wasn't hitting that. It was literally perfect. Yeah, man, that was a rough start for, uh, for Croatia. Silly foul by Modric basically clatters into the back of, uh, I think it was, who earned it? I think it was Sterling who earned it. I could be wrong on that. You have to fact check me. Um, but basically clattered into an English player at the top of the box. It might have been Delhi actually. Um, yes, man, it yes. was Delhi Ali. Silly foul to give away that early. I think four minutes in, the, the free kick was in the fifth minute. Kieran Trippier, man, I'm tired of Tom talking all that smack. Unfortunately for him, he goes off injured in uh, in extra time, but we'll get to that. But, man, this dude, the whole World Cup has been nothing but solid, considering that, you know, that was Kyle Walker's position um, forever, you know, or at least in recent times. And Kyle Walker was moved to that three-back center-back system. So I'm very impressed with Trippier's tournament, man. That free kick, he, uh, he takes – Tottenham free kicks sometimes as well, uh, but they have Ericsson, so Ericsson usually takes most of them. But this kid is so promising, dude. This whole team actually is so young. Deli Ali started off super strong. Lingard started off strong as well. Sterling, dude, was giving the Croatian backline fits. 
in the first half, man, just pinning them back, ball over the top, forcing them to stretch their legs. Like you said, House, they had 120 minutes in their legs in two games or 240 minutes in the last uh, two matchups they had. So it was a great tactic in that first half. But the second half, England just kind of ran out of ideas, man. They got into that safety, let's pack it in type of bullshit mentality, which literally from the age of 10, we're all taught, like, you're one nothing up. Don't sit back on it. You know, you got to keep playing the way you came out to decide to play. And they paid the price, man, just like Colombia. Same thing when England was playing Colombia, they try to pack it in for the last half an hour of the game and they got punished. So I'm not surprised at all that England ended up losing. I think good for them, like the young team, Gary, uh, Southgate, he's working on a special, special project here, man. I really hope that the, the, the powers that be at the FA don't sack this guy or do anything stupid trying to overcomplicate. The players love him. The fans love him. He's young. He's fresh-blooded. I think he's got to keep going with this project. So just a couple of things. Um, first off, got to give a round of applause to the uh, to the Brits. They, um, they did their thing. No one expected them to get this far. A lot of people didn't even expect them to get to the round of 16. So you got to tip your hats off to them. Again, like uh, to emulate what you guys have been saying, just edged out. I think in the first half, they looked like a team, especially especially after the goal. I mean, it was five minutes then. But especially after the goal, they looked like a team that was like, all right, this team could seriously go on if they win this game and give France a run for their money. Um, and then I just think, you know, Croatia – I think England let Croatia get back into it near the end of the half. And that didn't bode well. And I, don't, I just think England were too slow to make adjustments. They missed a good amount of chances. Lingard had a, a couple – Raheem Sterling, you know, Bambi on ice when he gets in front of the net. So they missed their chances. Um, unfortunate for them. It, it's definitely like we watch the Premier League every week, us three and Tom and Al and a bunch of other people. Um, and, it's just again, it's unfortunate to see, you know, all these Premier League players getting tossed out. Or not even tossed out, but, like, getting, you know, get, they got knocked out. And, um, you know, you go on. You can't. You got to give Croatia all the plaudits. Um a lot. Of, one player I really want to talk about is Raheem Sterling, and um, one point. See, like I, I didn't think Raheem Sterling had a good World Cup at all. I, I didn't think he was good. Like in every game, I didn't even think he was good at once. Maybe like I, I'm not saying he was the worst player, but I don't think what he did like brought like he didn't bring a lot to the team. And one of the things people have been saying is that he stretches the defense out, he disrupts the defense. But like he's a dribbler, and like. If you get yourself to the goal and you don't score or you don't get an assist, like stretching out the defense doesn't help because what he does is he takes the ball, stretches out the defense, and then either takes a shot and it's saved or he tries passing it in and it gets blocked or he doesn't pass it. It's just all these all these things that were happening with him. It just didn't like, especially today, especially the game before this, just a point I wanted to mention. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Um, I don't think he had a bad World Cup, quote-unquote, but it wasn't a good one. Um, again, I obviously you have to blame him. He was out there playing, but he wasn't put, in my opinion, in the best position for him to succeed. He's a wide player, man. You put him out wide, one-on-one, -on -one, he gets around that guy, either serves it in or you know makes the second defender commit and then can lay it off. That's what he did at City, man. That's what Sonny does at City. It's kind of like putting Sonny 
at the number nine position. Like, you're going to – yes, is he good enough to play just about anywhere on the field? Yeah, for sure. He can kind of fake it. But we all know he's Sané wouldn't be effective or the most effective at number nine. Why? Because he's better stretching teams out from the wide position. I understand Southgate's position. This guy came from an 18-goal, 15-assist uh, season in the Premier League, you know, not even counting goals all around. You kind of have to play this guy, and you're not going to play him at uh, right wing back. That's uh, that's Trippier's position, and I don't know if Sterling can handle yeah, that defensively. So it's it comes down to basically, I think the next big tournament, he's got to either abandon the three five two and go, you know, to a four three three or four two three one, and get some width. England this game didn't have a lot of width. Um, obviously, Trippier does his best to get up and down, but. Mentally, you know, if you're playing right wing back, your primary position is still back. You know, you're not right wing forward. So it still limits your opportunities wide. And I think Croatia was brilliant in recognizing that every time they got the ball, they played it out wide. They played it into the spaces that Trippier left, that Ashley Young left. Um, Perisic and Rebic were just having a lot of joy on the outsides, you know, forcing the center backs to have to shift and come outside. So I know we're talking a lot about England, man, but we got to give this Croatian team some serious, serious credit. Do they? They've gotten to the World Cup final, the blue collar way, and that's PKs and extra time, man. Like they've earned it through and through. It's been absolutely amazing, dude, to, to to watch him grind out these results. And it's not like they're packing it in, getting lucky. You know, it's they're playing football. You know, they they sometimes do concede the possession stat, but it's not through lack of effort or lack of bravery. Um, this, this Croatian team is real. So that's the heart, the desire, the midfield that Croatia had. That's what I hope that England would bring to every game. I'm not saying Henderson had a bad game. It just, there was probably at least three or four passes or clearances that just seemed Agreed. wasteful. And I'm not saying that's actually Henderson. I'm thinking that's actually the England squad because you never see Henderson do that with with Liverpool. That's unheard of with Klopp. He doesn't want to waste that ball unless if it is going to a Sané, uh, sorry Mane or um, or Salah. Salah for the fact that they have the legs to get underneath that ball. But Plus, let me let me jump in on that. That's a great point, man. Lingard and Ali, I think, let the team down in help and generate offensive opportunities from the middle of the park. For for me, I think kind of just going off, going off that point, and I agree, I don't think they did enough, but since that system that Southgate plays, and I think one of the points I critiqued with Southgate, his substitutions I didn't think were either right or they weren't timed correctly, and um, his adjustments to the game when Croatia started coming at them were just non-existent. He still did the same thing. Hey, just – Play it out of the back, just like kind of like pack it in, don't don't get hit. And I just wanted to like they play so narrow that they have to go through the middle. And it's like players like Lingard, they need to be able to be stretched out wide. Players like Delhi Ali, they need to have like a lot of room in the middle. And putting everybody in the middle and expecting them to play that way is it's not gonna work. There's a reason why nine nine of their twelve goals this World Cup have been from set pieces. Yeah, or if Lingard's fine in the middle because a lot of production comes in the middle, but you have to stretch 
using the other players, and that buys Lingard and Deli space. Yeah, that's a great point, man. Ahas, you're saying about Hendo? Yeah, no, I'm not even going to start. I mean, end with him. The real person that we need to really look at is Harry Kane. I was just going to say. Because if he wins the Golden Boot, this is the most Fagazi World Cup <laughs> Golden Boot there is. <laughs> he scored <laughs> two goals the first game, three goals the second game, and a goal in the round of 16. Well, you know what? It kind of <laughs> reminded me of a situation because Trippier got a goal. He's a spur. Rose came into the game. He's a spur. Eric Dyer, he came into the game. He's a spur. Deli Ali, well, he's a spur. And Harry Kane, he's a spur. What a spur is good at? Getting so close, oh, but then blowing it at the end. Oh, and that's the only <laughs> thing that I could have in my mind when this game was going on because I saw them just fizzling out slowly, slowly, and slow. It just, oh, you could oh, see God. the life. If you were at the hospital, beep, beep, beep. Hey man, look, I, I, I love my Spurs. Um, I'm a United fan, but it's super soft spots for Spurs and Pochettino's project. But, man, when you're right, you're right, dude. Um, Spurs haven't won shit. You know, they've come close even during the Gareth Bale, Modric era. Came close. The silverware never quite touched it. Um, yeah, man, look, I don't think... It's a Spurs factor, although that's a, that's a great tie, and I love that. I think it is. A guy like Harry Kane, man, when they needed a superhero's goal, instead of Harry Kane getting it, old man Mandzukic got it. You know, the guy I've been talking what have I been about. Saying? What have I been saying about Look, this guy? Hey, I, I stand by it. I will take Lukaku over Manzu any day. But in this game, I have to give credit where credit's due. See, my feelings, my emotions, I can put them away and just look at this logically. Manzu had a ball in our game, and he – I think he's the most tired player at the World Cup, dude. No, I hate him. He's running on fumes. He's running no. off the rest of the World Cup. No, 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 no. There was a dude. I can't remember his name. I'll have to look it up. Uh, he played outside mid or something. Uh, the tall blonde that came off uh, with a groin injury or something. Strinich. He's come off injured the, the previous two games. <laughs> yeah, Strinich. Yeah, sure. Okay, oh, so left back. Um, so Manzucic, no, this guy's a faker. This guy. No way. No, no, no. no. What I'm saying is World Cup. You just see him diving and dive. He sat on the ground, what, four times at this game? Listen, he's being tactical about it. He wasn't like sitting. That wasn't tactical. No, 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 no. He wasn't sitting. Like, if he got hurt, he was down for a little bit. But, like, after he had scored and he got hurt, like, no one's like, I'm not praising him for doing this. But, like, you can't wrong him for taking time and, like, getting back. Players are coming attacking him. Like, get up, get up. He said, like, "Yo, relax." Like, I, I, I'll take yeah, it. Look, it was also legit, man. I don't think it was one of those like. Did look, you see of course, that of course there was gamesmanship. Of course, it was gamesmanship. But like against Russia, did you see like when I think it was in extra time, he made a run like to the back post, and he never got the ball, and he just collapsed, dude. Like just collapsed. Not a dive, you know, not contact, but just his legs gave out. Dramatic. Yeah, that okay, was, call that it dramatic. was LeBron James dramatic. No, we started the finals. When he didn't get the ball, he just stood underneath the basket with his yeah, arms up. I don't think so, man. I think this guy was genuinely tired. Sure, there was a bit of gamesmanship. I admit, yes, of course, drain the clock. But since when is that a problem? The only people I hear complaining about this, man, is the fucking losing team. And I'm tired of people losing like, like sore losers. We know the sport. When you're leading late, you eat the clock, man, whether it's faking injuries, 
whether it's keeping the ball away when the other team wants to restart quickly, whether it's kicking the ball away. Like, these are all part of the game, guys. I know it hurts when your no, team no. is experiencing that. But what, what's Manzuki supposed to do? Sprint off the field? Are you fucking nuts? No, no, I'm not saying sprint off the field. But four yeah. times, four yeah, times down, I think the ref really needs to take control of that. Nah, man. It's part well, of the it's game. Either, if you're going down four times, sub up, get off the field, or you're faking yellow card. He because, did sub you know, up he's on so the hurt. Time. He was so happy. <laughs> he was so tired. He was so hurt that after the, at the end of the game, he ran and belly flopped and slid across the grass. That's how hurt he was. Yeah, yeah get the hell out of here. He's got electro electrodes in him. Yeah. Dude. Get the hell out of here. He already used all his extra uh, energy <laughs> after scoring the goal. He looked 100%. He looked like he just got out of the shower after he scored that goal. He's celebrating with everybody. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. a- another one that I really want to talk about, the ref. He let them play. He was trash. Uh, so, what? but – yeah, I think there was multiple times it could have been yellow cards. Lovren at the beginning game against Harry Kane, he two-hand shoved him on a break. Boom. Yeah, that, that has to be card. yellow. That should have been a card. I do disagree with Stu Holding, the commentator, when he said that at, uh, Sterling had the ball on the left side going down. Lovren came in, hit his leg. That's not a second yellow for me. I think that was just – it was careless, but it's not a second yellow for me. Agreed. But there's multiple um, – Rebich – how many times could he have got not one but two yellows in this game? So I definitely let him play, but there was a little fagazi at the end because that sideline on the other, uh, the the assistant ref on the on the oh my God. on the far he, side, he was awful. Hus. He missed the corner, and he missed the throw-in. Unbelievable! At dude. the end but, of the game, in within, extra time, within minutes of each other, and like you said, England is basically a set-piece goal team. So he didn't take away a goal from him, but he took away a massive goal-scoring opportunity. I still think, to be clear, I wanted England to win, but I still think Croatia deserved it because England stopped playing in the second half. It went those negative Stoke City tactics were up one nothing, pack it in. And it was fucking gross, man. It, well, Croatia mean, deserved to go through. Well, even, even at the end, Maguire got slashed down in the middle where I think that very well could have been um, a foul as well. But again, I do believe that Croatia was um, the better team overall. Because if you take the goal away, which was, what, three minutes in or something? Yeah. Croatia man. basically dominated. And once England started getting tired in that midfield, Modric and Rakitic just dominated. And not only that, but... Um, um, Perisic. Oh, yeah, thank you, Perisic. I, I lost my brain on that one. The end of the match. He, he, oh, my goodness. He also hits the post and everything. He was alive, man. Dude, Perisic was alive. You know why? Because this was his first game this World Cup. Shots fired. <laughs> this was his first game. I, 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 in, uh, in the Euro, Euro 2016, I was in love with this dude. Jose was in love with this dude. Most United fans were in love with this dude. He was this close to coming. So close. It never happened. He stayed at Inter. That's when he was in his prime, man. And this whole World Cup, Hasn't done anything. He's looked like a guy who's got a lot of mileage in his legs. My wife even brought it up during the game. She's like, yo, Perisic, what happened to this dude? What does the dude do? He scores, and he gets the game-winning assist, man. And that step-over on that, when he hits the post, that was the cleanest step-over. Guys, if you're out there trying to learn step-overs, you're out there trying to teach your kids step-overs, that step-over was so clean, absolutely destroyed the defender. That's the night-night. You just yeah, put the defense to rest on that. Yeah, man, that was filthy. His face after he missed, though. That 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 feels like a meme to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I do. So the, the one thing that I take from this, where we talk about England, and England's not really known for skill, shall we say, tactical skill. They're, they're known for being physical specimen who can run like Kyle Walker, who can body somebody, who can keep control of the ball and body someone like Delhi Ali did in the midfield. Harry Kane, he can shoot the ball from 40 yards on net. But this is where people who watch the EPL need to take a step back and really watch when they face a team who actually have the ability to pass because Modric made Henderson's passes look childish. He was putting the ball into space, not only into space, but on their foot, most likely. And, 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 and everyone from Croatia basically had a better touch, better passing, better dribbling. I think I think going off of that, I agree. Um, they're like I said, England for me personally coming into this World Cup, just kind of based on his recent history, they were never really they weren't supposed to go this far. Gareth Southgate wasn't really proven, had an awful Euro, had a pitiful World Cup, uh, twenty fourteen. So I mean, they they weren't expected to do that. Now I don't agree with that. They don't have technical skill. I mean, tactical skill because. The one thing I meant, I meant tactical. Sorry, not tactical. Yeah. So the like going off of that, the one thing that I feel that they're really good at is following their tactics. So like whatever the boss tells them to do, they'll follow it to a T. So if Gareth Southgate saying, "Hey, pack it in after you you get a goal," they packed it in. It's just that Croatia unlocked them. It's not that they did a poor job, but they were good defensively. But Croatia came at them, unlocked them, and um, going on that Henderson and Rakitic comparison. It's like comparing gold to copper, man. Like, Modric. Modric. Even, even, that helps my point even more. Like, I don't rate Henderson. I love what he brings to the table with his leadership and his aggression and all that stuff, his intangibles. But his footballing ability, like, is like, I don't know what the phrase I'm trying to think of. It's at the tip of my tongue. But it's a bit to be desired. That's what I wanted to say. Like, well, I'll, I'll put it this way, though. They're on the same field facing each other. That's the best holding midfield that England has at the moment. I would have I would have started Dyer. To be honest with you, I would have well, started Dyer. Well, I disagree with you because Henderson is much better than Dyer. So, because the, the way, tactically, <laughs> the way that Henderson fills in those gaps, normally when he plays the ball, it's usually on point. Because we even saw before Klopp got in there, when Sterling, Sturridge, and Suarez were up top, Henderson was able to put that ball into space yeah, on their feet. That's why Sturridge had how many in the 20s and uh, Suarez had what, 31 and Sterling looked like an up-and-comer because Steven Gerrard could just do whatever he wanted in the middle. If they came to Henderson, he would just long ball it. That was like four years ago now. But like, like now, I think, I think Henderson, like, the, like, I think, like I said, like, I like what he brings and I understand like the whole form. He's been starting every game. They're in the semifinals. Like, I don't disagree with Southgate picking him. But if it were me picking from day one of the World Cup, I, I would pick Dyer. I think okay. he's better defensively. I think he connects the play a bit better. I, I, I disagree with connecting the play. Defensively, maybe I'll give it to him because he's also a center back. But in midfield, man, you watch Dyer play for Tottenham, everything is negative with that kid. And maybe that's instruction, hey, man, don't lose the ball. But you get a guy like Conte out there who we understand defensively what he brings. But now all of a sudden he's breaking pressure with passes. He's making level two, level three passes, you know, behind the defense or, you know, behind that first line of pressure. Dyer, for me, plays everything safe. 
Henderson, I think this was a case of one, he can't play a full season anymore with his injury, with his chronic injury. And two, he's played every minute this whole World Cup. And I get it. Guys like Modric have to, um, Rakitic have a lot of miles on their legs. But I agree with us. Look, he's he's not this world-class dude. I love, love Henderson for what he brings to the team and organization, bravery, and tactically, he's brilliant. Now, can he always rope a 60-yard pass? Can he break defenders with passing? Dribbling, hell no. But Dyer can't either, man. Dyer's a better tackler, maybe. But, but as far Dyer as with the ball at his feet, Dyer is absolutely negative. But what Dyer brings that Henderson doesn't is defensive stability. So I disagree with that. I, at I all. disagree, man. England has been defensively stable. No, 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 this no, whole no, time. It's not, but it's not, not that, like not. That's not what I mean. Like I felt like Deli Ali got caught coming back on defense so much more than he often does for Tottenham. And I think if you put Dyer and Deli Alley next to each other, Deli Alley is like, you know how when we talk about Manchester United and we say, well, we need a midfielder to do all the defensive work so Pogba can go do his thing. That's why we brought in Matic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you got to do the same thing for Deli Alley. I know Deli Alley. You need two, though. You need two because when when Dyer plays, uh, yeah, often uh, Dembele uh, or Wanyama next to him. The problem is they had two attack minded center mids who are technically, in my opinion, number 10s, but they try to jam him in as midfielders. And then you had one number six patrolling. I think in this game, it was a bit of a mistake, uh, a team selection mistake in playing Ali and Lingard. I think you should have gone with Henderson and Dyer. You know, I don't mind Dyer being out there, but I don't think you should be playing over Henderson. Maybe Henderson and Dyer then have either Lingard or Deli Ali, whichever one you want. Then you can sort of patrol Rakitic and Modric and have that other guy to have a bit more freedom going forward. But I agree with you. Oftentimes, Deli Ali had to drop in. Lingard had to as well. Even, but that's the that's the Harry Kane had to as well. They're midfielders. That's what they do. They that's, go they they go back and forth. When you have two yeah. attacking midfielders, you have to make a switch. And only that, uh, before Henderson's uh, heel injury, he was what top three in distance ran and tackles in the EPL. But before we get too far away, having a debate whether who should start with Henderson Dyer, that's getting away from my point. Where my point is. Who's the two best midfielders on that? Who's the best, the three best midfielders in this game? Rakitic, Modric, and Perisic. Because they're not, look at, look at Modric. Is he stronger? Is he faster? He might be quicker, but he's smarter. That's the thing that I keep saying about England. If they had a Modric, they would be unbelievable because they need someone. They used to. Scholes was their moderate. Unfortunately, well, but, they well, then they push him out to a left midfield or a right, right midfield, wherever he was playing. But the, the, the point is the EPL, sometimes people have to take a step back. Yes, it's the most popular league, but it still has a ways to go to being the best league, shall we say, because the best players in the world are no. coming to England but they're not here. Not all of them are here yet. I think I think it makes it's the best league, but it doesn't necessarily mean that English players are the best. Look at Kevin De Bruyne. Ten, we'll get into the team, but ten out of eleven starters on that Belgium team were EPL players. Hazard, brilliant midfielder. Kevin De Bruyne, brilliant. Fellaini, okay, whatever. But like you look at all these teams, man, in their midfield, they have ballers. So I still think the league is better, but it doesn't necessarily mean there aren't balling-ass plays in La Liga, um, Ligue 1, and Serie A. No, like, Modric is the best sentiment in the world. I think De Bruyne is right behind him. De Bruyne is an EPL player. I think what 
England needs to work on is addressing that uh, that midfield position and really finding someone who can sort of direct play. I know Loftus Cheek is an exciting prospect, but he seems more of a number nine than a guy who dictates play. Dele Ali the same, not more of a number ten. Dele Ali and Lingard are also the same. I don't see them picking up the ball from Henderson's position and being able to spray it around. I don't think they have that player right now. And it goes through fits and spurts, man. After Modric retires and Rod- uh, Rakitic retri- uh, retires, yeah, they have guys like Brozovic in there. Kovacic is coming up. But for the most part, you're going to see the Croatian midfield lacking for a while until that new crop of golden talent comes through. Right now... At forward, England is set. They got Rashford, Vardy, and Kane. They're all set at forward, but a few years ago, it was just Rooney. That was the only hope. Sturridge was always hurt. Um, so, like, it just goes through fits and spreads. I think right now, they don't have a true number eight. Jordan Henderson does his best to be a number eight. He's a number six. And Lingard and Ali try to be a number eight. They're mainly number tens. So, it's just, you know, that's the hard thing about the international stage. It's very rare. You'll have you'll be strong at every position unless it's a golden era like Belgium or like France right now is going through a golden era. Even Brazil is struggling at number eight. They have Casemiro is a brilliant six, but they're playing guys like Augusto in there. Fred, okay, he looks promising, but he's still not at the top yet. So it it happens, man. That's what makes international football so brilliant. And I think I think Hus, I think the reason why people will say the Premier League is the best league is because it's the most competitive. It's the it's the most because you never know what can happen, and then and then I, I think really that's it. You because I've gotten this argue, I've gotten this a comment. Well, Ronaldo and Messi are the two best players in the world, and they don't play in the Premier League. Well, it's like okay, well let's look at it. How many teams compete for each of those titles and all those other leagues? Two or three max. How about in England, six with the occasional seventh team like Leicester every twenty or so years? You know what I mean? So the fact that you can say six teams, like are consistently, like, battling and, like, sixth place at Arsenal can still attract top talent, like Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan and stuff like that. And not just not just Belgium's team, but, like, Bleacher Report has been talking a lot about, like, the players that are appearing in the most leagues or whatever the stat is. And the Premier League is, like, far and away the most players, like, like that, ha- that are still at the World Cup or, or were at the World Cup. You know what I mean? So, like... Obviously, the Premier League is, like, building talent. Maybe it's not the prettiest football to watch, but for me, like, I say it's the best because I don't know who's going to win the title next year. We can write off Arsenal as an example. <laughs> it's it's- no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm saying we can write them off right now, but who knows a year from now they could they could be first place. Like, we, we don't know that. That's the beauty of the Premier League. It's not the most technical league. So, yeah, Huss, if you want to give technical league to La Liga where even the goalkeeper can juggle for 100 – for sure, dude. I'll give that away all day. But yeah, best for me means like competitive. It also means we're the best talent. Um, you got a team like Watford signing with Charleston, you know, promising young Brazilian. Last uh, him getting like, well, uh, they just signed Andre Yamalenko from Dortmund today. Yeah, man. You, like, would, never, you like, would never see that. Um, or not never. I don't want to say never because, you know, other leagues are competitive, but it's, the money just made the Premier League just more competitive. That's, that's what that makes sense. I, I agree with that, but does no sorry, do the, the English players benefit from the EPL? No. From, that's that's that's, that's the thing. But it's been a long loop where I'm trying to get to, but that's my main point where England, like I said at the beginning, when they faced a technical group like Croatia and then their brain started going. 
Because, look, they can run up and down the field all day. They can outmuscle people all day. If they don't put the ball in the net and they keep on running around the field, their brains are going to shut off. And we saw that by John Stones. On that, that play with uh, Minzucci with the, yeah. the winning goal, you saw him not even aware that he's behind him. Head was kind of sloping a little he bit. Was walking once, up too. Yep. Once that ball was won in the air, he realized behind him, you could see the panic and the worry be in his face. He too runs late. back. He was too late. So you know what? In a way, when I hear people say, well, Liga, EPL, this is the type of game where you could say, you know what? You can keep your strong muscles. You can keep your 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 fast runners. We'll keep our passing. But and I, don't, I don't think, I don't think that was it, Huss. Um, I think that was just fatigue and age, man. He's 24 years old. You wouldn't see Rio Ferdinand make that mistake. You know what I mean? Like, yes, of course, he's made that kind of mistake. But I think this was just it was just exhaustion, man. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes your brain shuts off. And I don't think it's because you're a worse player, but it just it just happens, dude. Um, like, you can go player for player with Croatia and compare them to guys in the Premier League. To your point, I think England players do, you know, suffer because their league is so attractive to other foreigners. It's like the MLS right now. The reason why the U.S., well, part of the reason, I believe, the main reason, one of the main reasons the U.S. is not in the World Cup is because they've made CONCACAF so competitive by giving most of the Honduran team, you know, an MLS home, giving most of the Costa Rica team an MLS home. So, like, all these teams they used to beat up on because they'd play in their local league, now all of a sudden are playing in MLS. Is MLS the best league? No. But a lot of Americans are also playing in the MLS. division or anything like that. Exactly. So now you're strengthening your, your opponents. So that's what England's doing. They're strengthening their opponents. And going off of that, too, I mean, not just you, Huss, but a lot of – because a lot of people say, like, England aren't good, but the best league is in England. That doesn't – like, one and one doesn't add up. But look at where they just ended up. They just finished in the semifinals of the World yeah, Cup. The top the, the the world. Brazil, Brazil, and they have a chance to finish in third. Brazil – didn't make it this far. Spain didn't make it this far. World champions Germany didn't even make it to the knockout stages. Like, you gotta not saying you specifically, Hoster Tiki, like everyone, like maybe like for me, I think Gareth Southgate really did set them up very well. For sure. But like, but like players like Trippier playing out of his mind this World Cup. Harry Kane made like Harry Kane got his business done, didn't do it in a fancy way. Most of his goals were from PKs, anyways, but he did his thing. Players like Lingard, Henderson. You know, back, future, back four. look at their back three. So, look at their back three. I, I understand what you're saying, but that brings me to the second point of what I brought up earlier with all the Spurs players on the fields. Yeah, but it's no, no, what, what I'm saying is okay. a few years ago, Tottenham had multiple chances at champion <laughs> uh, at league title, but they missed their window. It's, it's and what, what I'm saying is, let me get through this. On, England, man. I think, just Missed their window because how many World Cups can you say that Germany is going to be knocked out early? How many World Cups are you going to say Italy doesn't even make it? How about Netherlands? Uh, Chile. Yeah, but it's a, it's all how, about the... how many times do you get into you? England literally got put into the easy side of the bracket. I think if they don't make it this next World Cup, they miss their window. But you I feel like there's a very good chance England. This was their window, and they just missed it. Because guess what? France is also very young. Guess what? Germany is going to also be very young. Brazil's very young. All these yeah, teams are very young. Then, so yeah. what I'm saying is England, 
will not, I, I, it's too far to say, but I have a good feeling that I think this was the moment and they, it just went by them just like Look, this. That's a fair, that's a fair point. But even like, I understand your Tottenham shot and like, it was cute. Now. No, no, it's not a shot. To them. It's just coincidence. No, I understand. But when the team was made up of man United players, the, the England national team, you know, when they Beckham stole and all that, they missed it then. It was made up of Chelsea players. They missed it. It was made up of our – like, England has always missed. So it has nothing to do with them being Tottenham players. It's no, just a culture. But I understand what you're saying. This was a massive chance for them. But they're playing in a different way than they have historically. There's more freedom. That's why I'm begging the FA to keep Southgate's project alive. These players are reacting to him. You have guys like Rashford who haven't even gotten a fair shake yet. I'm not sitting here saying England's going to win the World Cup. And yes, I agree with you. They had an e quote unquote easy bracket to get to the final. But even when they got to the final, they still had to either get through France or Belgium, bro. So it was always going to be hard. Winning a World Cup is so freaking difficult. Everything has to line up. I mean, you watch that France Belgium game, which we'll get into. Like, Belgium could have easily won that game as well. And then you can say, oh, France, that was your window, blah, blah, blah. But I understand France has a bigger chance. Belgium has a bigger chance. Uh, Brazil is also a very young team. Italy, don't give a fuck about Italy. They can suck it. Germany is a young team as well. I hear you, Huss. This was a big opportunity blown. But don't sleep on this English team, man. This English team is playing exciting football. They just need to tweak a couple of things. And they lost an extra time to this, to this uh, golden generation uh, Croatia team. A lot of people had Croatia winning this World Cup. It's not like they just lost to, to Russia or Slovenia or some bum team. They lost to a team that's well-organized, knows what they're doing, and happens to have the best midfield partnership in the world. So, man, I'm not down on England yet, bro. It's still too early. Still yeah, too early. The first part was uh, about the Spurs thing. That was kind of like a little jab. That was a little funny joke. But the not second funny, part, but... that's more about coincidental. I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying... England uh, lost because of the Spurs and they're going to lose because of the Spurs. But I do I do thoroughly think that this was their moment and it just went by them. You don't get any moments like this. You don't get set up like this. And if they do get set up like this again, you might have to but stop. Maybe, no, but maybe next time they'll just do it the hard way. I don't See, I don't agree with that because if you look at recent history, England have been poor against the smaller sides. They lost to Iceland at the Euros. The World Cup, they lost to someone small too. I don't. They didn't make it out of the group. They didn't even make it out of their group. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. So I mean, sure. I mean, it was the much easier side of the bracket, sure. But you have to play who's in front of you, and they happen to beat everyone that they they played. Listen, and like, sure, it was the easier side, but Colombia are no slouch. Even without Hamas, I mean, Yeri Mina and Davinson Sanchez alone, like that's hard to break down. Are you afraid of Colombia or Brazil? Are you afraid uh, of Colombia today, or Belgium? Are you afraid of Colombia or France? I'm not, but you say yeah, that. Are you afraid, are you afraid of Germany? Like like Germany? I, I'm more afraid of Germany than I am Colombia, especially That's with Germany. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you when I say that that side of the wreck they were on. I'm like, saying this was their moment. They playing, but they weren't playing like trash teams. They weren't playing like the Saudi Arabias, the Egypts of the world. You okay. know what I mean? Okay, this, this is also the World Cup. I'm not saying anybody's trash. This is the World Cup. Every team's... Uh, quote unquote, but, too much good. but the fact is, they got on the easier side. This was their road to glory, and they missed it. Yeah, but I agree they with you to a certain point. This was a great opportunity. What I don't agree with 
is for the foreseeable future, they won't have a shot at the world. Like at the Euros I just, now, I just Euros now, and like their team is young. John Stones, Harry Maguire, Kyle Walker's kind look of look at Maguire's season, dude. Never mind Maguire. We haven't even brought up Pickford, bro. We came into this World Cup thinking the goalkeeper position was the weakest. You see that save he had on Mandzukic, dude. All of a sudden, Pickford now one more year at Everton, and I think he's going top four, top six, or whatever. You know, like Rashford is one of the bright prospects. Yeah, he took a bit of a step backwards at United, but. His skill is there. So I 100% agree with you, House. This was the easy road to, to nip a quick World Cup in the bud. They failed, kind of like Portugal. Kind of Portugal stole the Euros. Greece has stolen the Euros before. This was England's opportunity to quickly steal a World Cup. But they still had to get through France, bro. So yes, the final would have been great for them to get there. But I personally didn't see them beating France or Belgium. So it's not like... Well, we didn't see Portugal being France either. Agreed, man. Agreed. Yeah. So so I 100% agree with you to the point that this was a wasted opportunity. But I think the future is bright for this team, whereas you think the future is bright, but not as bright as other countries. I, I think they're going to fall in line with the other English teams where they, they're sexy. They look like they they, they, they have the goods. They, the they, teams. they weren't sexy. It, it looks like they're going to have the players. It looks like they might have one of the top, if not the top striker in the world. It looks like they have all these young guys. I think England just right now just they're gonna do the same things. They might get to the semifinals again at most in my mind. I don't see them getting to the finals in the next eight years. All right, fair enough, man. I mean that. I mean, I mean that's too far oh, to project, obviously, but because they might get into put into a uh, an easy side of the bracket again. But if they do have to face those tough teams in the bracket in the the round of sixteen, I just I don't know. I just feel for the. the I mean, I love the fact that Modric and Rakitic again their moment. I truly do love those guys. But I think England, they left, they didn't leave everything on the field. I think I think it's just too early to tell. I, I do agree it's a missed opportunity, kind of what Tiki's been saying, but I, I maybe I have just too high hopes for this English team. Like I, I consider yeah. myself an England an I'm England international. I, I consider myself an England citizen just because I love that country so much. You know, I went to Manchester once. And I've been to, and I've traveled. I've traveled to a lot of nice exotic places. And England's not crazy exotic, but it was the best experience of my life. So maybe I have a soft spot for them. But it, I, I look at their team, and I think players like this starting eleven they had, besides maybe Henderson, will at least still be in their prime, and if not entering their prime, like Rashford. And these, and these players are doing the business at their clubs. You know, it's not like. They're struggling at their clubs. Hus, I hear you, man. This was a missed opportunity. It's going to be harder next time, you know, assuming they don't get a friendly draw. Of course, Mike, because German, Germany is going to be two years older, France, Belgium, Brazil, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think you're discounting this English team doesn't feel like the other stiff robotic teams only because Southgate is there energizing these kids. And he loves youth as well. So you'll see fresh crop of talent coming through, but it's, I, I agree with you, man. Missed opportunity for England, bro. The one area we talked about before that they need to find someone, someone has to create. Exactly. Agreed. That's what it comes down to. Have that creative midfield force, man. But they also have to have, I think, I think they got to switch up the formation. I, I think they'd they be do. better off playing a four, two, three, one or a four, three, three. Agreed. That way, they're stretched, they're stretched out. They got the best set of players like Sterling. But listen, I, a lot of people don't like Sterling. I don't hate Sterling's game. I just 
don't like his execution, and that's something he could easily work on to get to be much better. And hey, well, dude, he's got he's got Pep Guardiola for a manager. That guy's such a perfectionist. I mean, the whole world sees Sterling's finishing struggles, and it struggled since Liverpool. But last season, he put 18 goals up. That was more than his last two seasons before that. So obviously, you don't need to work on Sterling's speed. You don't need to work on his skill. Like in training, you know Pep is going to try to make this guy the best player in the world. He's going to give him that finishing training. Will he ever be a finisher like Harry Kane? No, probably not. But will he be better than he was this last season? I think so, dude. Only because that manager is a freaking genius scientist and a perfectionist. So we'll see what happens. We, have to move, we probably have to move on to the next game. Yeah, let's well, do it, man. Well, I'm, I'm just glad that you guys jumped on uh, on the bandwagon that Sterling can't shoot outside of 12 yards. No, I'm still not on that bandwagon. <laughs> I'm still not. I, I'm on it. I'm, I'm on, driving. I'm, bro, I'm front, I'm front seat. I'm right next to you. I'm driving right now. Beep, beep. Snacks is riding shotgun. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait until next season. Every time. You're going to be backtracking and be like, well, I didn't say he can't finish. By the way, no, 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 no. I've, no, I'll just say he worked on it. Great. But, um, no, you won't. You'd be like, well, I never said this. No, I'm, no. He keeps Dandy on ice. don't count. But listen to what I said on the phone, Brits. I said he's great at getting you there. Danny Welbeck is also great at getting you there. Can't finish. I understand he had 23 goals, but. He had at least 100 chances to put 23 goals. I'm not in the business of writing off 23-year-olds. Maybe you guys are because you come from that American no, no. fast food generation. If you're not good by 21, you suck. I'm just telling uh, you what I see right now. That's what we're doing. I'll tell you what I see. Fine, by the way, don't that's put fine. Sterling and Welbeck in the same conversation, please. 23 years old. Snacks <laughs> is ready to write him off just like Lukaku at 24. <laughs> wait till these guys are 28, 29, making you eat your words. Lukas gonna be like the best striker in the world. <laughs> he is. That's just gonna be losing his mind. Yeah, You can't even deny it. That's the best part. We're not sitting in a bar talking. We're about to talk yeah. about Lukaku. Don't you worry. We're gonna get into Lukaku. Let's get into it right now, man. France won. Belgium zero. Ah yes, France Blues. We're still in it, Tiki. We are still in it. I know. Snacks and I before the World Cup predicted uh, France to win the whole thing. I think Tom had Brazil like a maniac. How's that Germany? Um, Al had England stumped, uh, and I think Haas with an asterisk, quote unquote, an asterisk had Germany. Uh, no, no, I, I, I did. No, I was, I'll say that I said Germany, but it honestly was because no one picked Germany. So I was like, you know, what? I'll take that because I don't like oh, people just picking the same guy. teams. Oh, oh no, it is what it is. Spain. It wasn't a, it wasn't a bad choice, but when it came no, down it to it, it was just like, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. Next time we'll let you pick first, us, so you can't backtrack. I like that though. Always <laughs> let me pick first. Um, Belgium <laughs> played a fullback system here, man. Dude, the first, the first ten minutes of this game, I think, broke Belgium's spirit. They had France on the ropes, and unfortunately, they couldn't cash in with a goal, man. The, the amount of creativity, the amount of passing, the amount of breaking pressure. I mean, Umtiti was whiffing clearances left and right. Ryan had to save him a few times. It was it was an absolute spectacle. It was a it was the fastest. Like it reminded me of Peru, if you guys can remember back then in the group stage, when they'd come out in those first fifteen minutes and just be absolutely blistering pace. But France held on, man. Showed their class. I uh, I said on the faux Brits uh, hashtag free edge. Go listen to the faux Brits on iTunes to let podcast. We collab with PFC all the time, a.k.a. me coming on the show, like, almost every week. Um, but 
one thing I said, I said if France are able to neutralize Lukaku if he were to play on the right, which he didn't as much at this game, which I actually appreciate uh, Martinez switching it up game by game, and Hazard, who Hazard had opportunities, but I thought he was a lot quieter compared to the game they had beforehand. I said that if really, you think so, bro, I feel like it was Hazard versus the rest in this game, dude. Hazard was. I th- but like the game before, I don't remember who they played, but the game before he was like uh, Brazil. Uh, he was on another level, and I think Pavard did just enough to make him not as effective in the game. I'm not saying Hazard was bad. I'm not saying he was nowhere to be seen. But I can't. I can't agree with that. First things first. Who scored has him as play of the match at eight point four. That's with a yellow card and being on the team that lost and without a goal or assist. He had eleven dribbles. Only and a yellow card, Huss. Yeah, that's why I said, yeah, at the very beginning. And he uh, had 11 dribbles. He was only dispossessed twice. His passing success was at 96%. Yes, yeah, Like, get the hell out of here. At the end of the day, France won. Yeah, but Pavard it's a team score. Didn't it's assist. Team. He didn't score or assist. Pavard did what he had to do. Lukaku was almost no. invisible the entire game. I said if they were able to stop them from doing what they normally do, which is be unreal and on fire and get by people like it's freaking buttering up bread, they'll win. Hernandez did an unreal job on that left-back side. Pavard did okay on the right-hand side. Nah, man. Pavard, come hey, hey. Dude, look, it's a team sport, man. It's not like Pavard scored the winner. You know what I mean? Like, it's a team sport. They got they won with an Umtiti set-piece goal. So it's not like France was playing this balling game. Dude. Hazard played out of his mind. All he needed was help from Lukaku, who took a nap. He needed help from De Bruyne, who wasn't himself. You need it's you can't do it all on your own. <laughs> Hazard was like taking three, four people on at once, bro, and beating them all, crossing the ball. No one was there. Hey, he Absolutely was no one. He was the best player on the pitch on both sides, bro. On both he, sides. He also had that that shot um that he just barely he probably missed by probably two, maybe three feet. He was coming down the left side, hits it across the net to the bottom right, just missed it. I mean, that's he's been doing that all World Cup. He hasn't been on – I don't I don't think he's no, actually no, no. been I on think fire the last to shoot games, Yeah, The last two games is when Hazard played. The other four, he napped. He was nowhere to be found um, as far as, you know, Hazard's standards. The last two games, dude, against Brazil, lights out, against France – Lights out, bro. Even in those first 20 minutes, like I said, like he was the dude just giving – he showed Pavard's age. He was the first player this whole World Cup to show Pavard is still a young dude. He's still got stuff to learn, dude. He was roping Pavard every time he'd take him on, and then Kante would have to come over and help sweep. Dude, Hazard even beat Kante a few times, like one-on-one, not like flicked around. Like literally it was, I'm dribbling at you, bro, just like we do in training, and I'm going to beat you just like we do in training. He just had no help, and this is your opportunity to shit on Lukaku. It snacks like Lukaku. I don't think he knew there was a game today. Can I? Can, can I, Okay, yeah, now I can start. Let's go. Uh, this is one of my two really, really big takes. Um, so in on the Faux Brits, and I think I might have said it. I, I was texting the group, and I said uh, Lukaku was unreal. Like my opinions changed. And my opinion changed to the point where I'm saying I went from like he's literally abysmal not to her. He's amazing. How can you say that, he's, dude? He's scored over 20 goals. He's nuts. I went from he's abysmal 
to he's not to he's amazing and I think he's the goat and I I love this guy, but to you know what this guy this guy's got moves and I think like I said it's because he was on that right hand side did his thing this game like Tiki said he took a nap he was nowhere to be seen didn't help out that Mandzukic goal that uh, that Mandzukic scored today but Lukaku's not scoring that goal he's not making that run he's not. He's not putting in that effort. Of course he is, dude. Of course he is. Not in my opinion. I think I, but I do think I think Hazard missed him a couple of times. There was uh, a shot that Hazard took that Lukaku was wide open. So if he had just squared him up, Lukaku would have one hundred percent buried that shot. I can say that with the utmost of confidence. Oh my god! Everything no, else, but everything else, me. I don't think he showed up. Max, I think. I agree. He didn't show up in this, I'm talking about this one game. I'm talking about this one game. I'm not saying I'm not saying the entire World Cup. I'm saying this one game. He didn't show up, and they yeah, yeah, no, that's a fact. That's a fact. And, that's, and, that, and that just shows how important of a player he is for Belgium because he didn't show up, and Hazard did, and they didn't. They didn't win. So yeah, man, he's, he's super important. He had 63 games this season. Absolutely unbelievable. He has had a crazy health record. It was only a matter of time before the legs kicked out from under this guy. I'm nervous for his first 10 games next season because he's just going to be exhausted. That's when Lexi Sanchez and Rashford and Martial, assuming he's still there, those are the guys who have to carry this guy for those first 10 games because the amount of work rate he puts in on any team, you know, on, on Everton, he had the same work rate. West Brom, um, United, obviously, and Belgium, this kid works his ass off. And I think a part of that has to change in his game. He has to start saving his legs a little bit more, start being a bit of a more lazier forward. Of course, you want to help the team impress from the front and make it hard for the defenders to play out. But your job is to score goals. And in this game, his legs were done, dude. His legs were done. He wasn't making the, the, the right runs. He didn't give that Mandzukic effort like you're saying. But I don't think that's a lack of ability. I just think that's but I'm, yeah, but I'm no. That's that's the thing is I think he can make that run. I think he can score a nicer goal than Manzukic scored, but he just didn't put in the effort to get there. And listen, I, I've come to realize if I have to stick with Lukaku for the next five or so years, maybe even longer than that, I I gotta at least tolerate the guy and like. Oh yeah, poor United fan. Oh Dude, I can't wait for I can't wait for Lukaku and Pogba to leave you for Real Madrid to pair up with Mbappe and for Lukaku to score thirty goals a year. Yeah, and La Liga. Oh, he's just playing with good talent to play. And freaking Espanol, cool dude. But for me, sixty-three games and twenty-eight goals. Maybe I just want more from a striker because I'm used to top-quality strikers that score thirty and forty goals a season. But he like twenty eight yeah. goals for me. Is which, which if you have less league yeah. goals, if you have less league goals than Raheem Sterling, less league goals than Raheem Sterling, I got a problem with you. Because no, Raheem dude, it was a Man City. It was a Man City year. You know who else had less goals than Raheem Sterling? Any other forward, basically, man. Like Sterling, absolutely had a blowout year. Man City, like I always said, like even in the last podcast, Man City had a freak year, dude. And yes, they're in a position to have that freak year again. But I don't think they will. I don't think Man City is getting another hundred points. Let, let me let me say there's two there's two there's two world cl- world class above the rest strikers like straight up just strikers, not Mo Salah because he technically technically plays on the wing. They're in the Premier League. Harry Kane, Aguero, and they both had better goals than him. And I, one thing Look that at the class you're comparing him to, like that tells you everything. Let me, but let me get to that point. You're talking about like Harry Kane started after Lukaku did, so I it's not. For me, it's not unrealistic to compare a Lukaku to a Harry Kane. 
and listen, I'm, I, I feel like you guys would be proud of me. Like I'm, I'm growing, I'm, I'm becoming a better person. Like I'm not saying Lukaku's trash anymore, but if I'm comparing him to Harry Kane, who scores 20 plus goals every season and just narrowly misses out on the golden boot because Mo Salah had the best year of his career. Like it's, it's not like for you to, it's not fair for you to say to me that like comparing, look at the class you're comparing him to. Who was Harry Kane four seasons ago? Lukaku was in the Premier League four seasons ago as one of the top strikers in in uh Okay, okay. In- let's not compare him to Harry Kane there because Harry Kane is a freak when it comes down to he's a diamond. I mean, like you can't find that right there. He came out of nowhere. He went from rags to riches in, in the football life, more, so more or less. So did Lukaku? When no, he's no, 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 no. Lukaku was no. Come on, listen, dude. listen. Lukaku did not go from rags to riches. He was. He had potential his entire time. That's why he was getting loaned out to t- uh, to mid-table teams in the Premier League, not to League One, League Two, Championship. Everyone saw Lukaku. People calling him the the young Drogba. I mean, yeah, everyone saw what Lukaku had. Harry Kane literally came from the woods. He came from the shadows <laughs> and said, "I no got this. Sit down, Potch. I got you." But you, you guys. Now, look, Snacks, I hear you, man. You're allowed to compare him to those guys. Different players peak at different times, man. Drogba at 21 was not Drogba at 29. And you could have called Drogba at 21 shite and compared his numbers to the other top guys at the time. I understand. Today, Harry Kane and Aguero are better. Aguero had 21 goals last season. Lukaku had 16. Less league games, mind you, and less league games, mind you. Less league games. And would you say Man City or Man United had a better season, like a better team? A better last season. Listen, uh, last season, yeah. So you all I'm saying, all I'm saying is this kid has been scoring over 20 goals at Everton. He comes to United, and I, I, I'm sure the fans are sick of hearing me this. He has a top six start for all forwards at United at all time. And he's not where he needs to be. He's not the finished product, dude. We didn't buy Lukaku for his form at Everton. We bought him because we know in three to five years, this guy's going to be neck and neck with Harry Kane and Serge. Well, Aguero will be done by then, but he'll be neck and neck with them, dude. Like, this kid's potential is through the roof. He, he disappeared against France. No question he did. But Sergio Aguero has disappeared too. Harry Kane disappeared against the last two teams he played against. Dude, he hasn't done shit since the round of 16. But we don't sit here saying Harry Kane sucks. I don't understand why Lukaku takes a day off. Or a couple of days off. And but see, now there. you're saying that I'm saying he sucks. I'm not saying that anymore. Oh, you like were, normally, man. normally when you say in three to five years, I would say, well, why do I have to wait that long? I'm trying to win now, which I'm still trying to win now. But like, I understand. Like, if Lukaku gets better, I'll eat my words. But what I'm saying now is that I think it's better. completely, I think it's completely okay to compare him to Harry Kane. And like, yeah, there's so much of a difference. There's so much of a difference that like. It's not. It's not unrealistic and unfair. Unfair for me to want Harry Kane more than I want Lukaku, which is a very realistic. Yeah, move. but that's a, that's for me. That's that's a shiny object syndrome. Look, I get it. Harry Kane last three seasons a beast. He'll probably be a beast for the rest of his career. I get it. But it's that. It's that. Like United's never. Look, I don't want to say we've never been that way, but usually we have one or two shiny chips. But when we picked up Van Nistelrooy, he was a hot prospect. But it's not like he was you know, playing at Real Madrid scoring goals, then we bought him. Like, we always buy from these kind of, I don't want to say mid-table or, like, mid-league clubs, but, like, we always buy a player who has potential. We bought Lukaku from Everton. 
it's very rare we'll go to Valencia. Barcelona and buy a player, you know? So, like, this is a normal Man United thing. And I feel like for new fans, they see Man United as the Yankees just buying the hot player right now. Actually young. Exactly. We've never been that team, dude. We've never When we bought Ronaldo, we bought him from sporting. And you guys joined when Ronaldo was already hot. Skulls, we raised that guy. You know, Yup Stam, we bought him, I think, from uh, Ajax, if I'm not mistaken. Like, we don't, we don't, we're not Real Madrid. We never have been. So, yeah, I get it. You want Harry Kane. I wouldn't mind Harry Kane in my club. But I'm okay with not getting Harry Kane because I see Lukaku. I see, he has pieces Harry Kane will never have. And maybe like, Lukaku will never put... speed. Yeah, like speed, like dribbling, like work rate. Like, it's just intrinsically... I think his potential is higher than Harry Kane, bro. As crazy as that, as that sounds, and I don't know if he'll ever hit it, but this kid, he's just oh, I don't know, I don't even know how to say, it, man. He, in the next just, five years, I feel confident in saying that Lukaku is going to have over 150 goals. Like I, in, I, the I, next five in those years. in those five years, that's thirty yeah, a year. Yeah, for sure. Look, I could, I, I could yeah, absolutely I think, get on. Like I think that. there's a forty in there. I think he will, dude. I think once Manu, once Pogba starts showing up and dishing dimes, dude, Pogba this whole World Cup hasn't had a goal or assist. But have you seen his output for France? He's very important, dude. So like, we're, we're I mean, we're just going to have to see going forward in the future. Maybe my opinion will change. I will 100% admit it when I'm wrong. Listen, if Lukaku scores 700 goals in a season, which is obviously not real, but I'm saying if Lukaku leads us to a, a title – you're not going to hear me bitching and complaining, complaining about it. Like I'm, I'm going to be on that. No, no, I understand that. My beef is like whenever teams struggle, people, I feel like people turn on the wrong player, which is why I even started a podcast because like I'd listen to pundits and I'm like, you guys are maniacs. So like, I, I'm no, no, it's okay to have that opinion, man. Like it's not like that's the point of the show. Like we don't want everyone agreeing. Oh yeah, no, and, and, and that's good. That's all. That's great. That's why I, I like. That's the same reason we got into a podcast. Me and uh, me at the Faux Brits because we listen to the pundits and we just talk to each other so much in the game, before the game, after the game, in between games. Like we talk so much, it's like listen, like let's just throw this out there and see what happens. And like it's people like us. Like people look up to people like us because. We're not just doing – we're not just dreamers, but, like, we're actually doing it. We're trying to make it work with, like, our hectic – like, look at Hus. Hus is working, like, 20 out of the 24 hours a day. He's got a girlfriend as well. He's got to paint his house. Like, <laughs> look at Al. Al, Al w- wakes up at 4 in the morning every morning. Tiki, I'm sure you're a r- ridiculously busy guy. Tom's an academy coach. Like, I'm working all the time. Like, we're all – Here's a story for you. When we first – so, Al and I were – I mean, originally, how – he wanted to do like a whole thing. We watch the game and video us while we watch the game. But we got this whole chat thing going. Literally, this, the text messages, my boss got so mad at me at one point. She wasn't going to fire me, but she was so extremely mad because I missed 150 messages and I forgot to put on Ringer. I mean, <laughs> I forgot to put on Vibrate. So it rang like 150 times in the office and she almost threw my phone at me. That's... Like, it got to that point. Yeah, no, but I mean... Look, I just want, at the end of the day, I want what's best for my team. And this past season, I don't think Lukaku was the guy. He can change my opinion. I'll be, I, I yeah, but you can say the same about Pogba. Pogba wasn't the guy this season. Rashford wasn't the guy. Lingard no, but, no, but I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I am, but like, the thing for me is, is that Pogba, this past season, okay, let's talk about his first season. He didn't have what he, like, at Juve, he didn't have to do anything defensively. He had Pirlo and 
more oftentimes than not, or Marquisio and Vidal behind him. So he's like, let me just go out, shoot from 40. It won't matter because I know we won't let up a goal. This season, I think Pogba, with the thing that's misinterpreted about Pogba is he had a stop-start season. When he started off the season before he got injured in the Champions League, best player in the Premier League. We can have a debate about that. Best player in the Premier League at that time. He gets injured, and he comes back. His spot's taken. And when he starts to pick up form again, picks up a red card against Arsenal. Then all the beef with Mourinho starts because we're still performing without Pogba. So it's like, if it ain't broke, and don't by the, it. And by the way, throughout that whole time, Lukaku's winning games. Throughout that whole time. But like Pogba for me, in or Lukaku, out, Lukaku has out like amazing amount of service that 28 goals in 63 he games. He doesn't have service, dude. That's why we bought a guy like Fred. That's the issue is that the United supply from midfield wasn't there, man. You give Matic would pick up the ball, man. All right, let's let's refocus, dude. We'll we'll get. Well, we're talking about this. Yeah, we're talking about this. Yeah, about this about United right now. Yeah, and, man. And really I I always get caught up in telling the whole timeline of the podcast. I know, dude. <laughs> I cut myself <laughs> off once I said we're the podcast, like, guys. Like that, we can't do this every time. Like we had a three-hour podcast and we <laughs> talked about the World for half an hour. All, All I right. can say is thankfully Tiki joined because Al and I were just <laughs> idiots in front of the camera watching TV. <laughs> 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 I, I couldn't imagine that. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that this uh, this upcoming season just oh, to see no. how it would have turned out. <laughs> I don't know. The Alan Huss hour. Oh, man. No, I don't know. About right. that. Back to this game, man. France, look, this game could have easily gone either way for me, but France showing their class, showing just – the amount of talent they have in the squad, man, absolutely. I'm impressed with them. And I think they have another two major tournaments, uh, the Euros and World Cup 2026. And maybe uh, 2022. 2022 and then maybe Euro 2024 um, after that. So maybe they got 10 years, basically, round up, well, six years. They got six, six years. years. I think they have about six years in these players. And obviously, they're producing young talent as well. But this France squad, France I think, is scary. Um, absolutely incredible performance by them, except for Giroud, Kawish Giroud. Um, he let missed, me down, missed a, dude. Missed a bunch of chances. Missed a bunch. Just a guy with no confidence right now. I don't think he scored at all this World Cup. He's yeah, come close a couple of times. Um, but, but what he brings to the team, what his yeah. dro- like when he drops in, Griezmann goes up. Like it's 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 like almost like you can't not start him because. Maybe he doesn't score or get any assists and isn't involved in, in the attacking play, but he's so integral to the way – just the way they move, the way that Griezmann can play, the way that Mbappe can play, the way that whoever's on the left, whoever's number six is on the left wing for some odd reason can play, the way Pogba can play. That's why Giroud has to start. So it's not flashy, but he gets the job done. Well, I mean, look at the one play that he had. I think it was – I don't know if it was the keeper. I think or the I don't know if it was the keeper or Toby, but Giroud ran down. I think it was the oh, keeper. Yeah, it was Toby. No, no, it was Toby. Oh, Toby. He's Toby trying to clear it. Off. Giroud got the 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 foot on the ball, push it towards the corner. And not only was he able to get a deflection so he can get the ball in the corner, but the pass that he had to this uh to the middle of the box was unreal, dude. He swiveled that ball right around the defender's body. Right onto the team. I sorry, I can't remember which teammate either, but I just thinking, holy Giroud. 
Holy man, <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, other than that, man, this game was exciting, but it was a bit of a, a chess game. Obviously, like I said, it was just one set piece goal. Um, the teams really kind of respected each other. They didn't fear each other or anything. They went after each other, but there was a lot of like a lot of nerves here. No one wanted to really like stretch this game until obviously until France took the lead and the game opened up much more. But man, we're looking at the final. We're talking France versus Croatia. Let's wrap up with some predictions here. Who you guys got? How should you go first? I uh, was first. First things first. I was really hoping that Belgium Croatia would. I kind of match up for the fact that Belgium would be going through a tough battle between going through Brazil, then France, and then Croatia. Now with the 120 games, uh, sorry, the 120 minute games. But now. I'm kind of hoping for Croatia because they just had three 120-minute matches. And they just almost hang on. They just hang on to that 1-1 draw. And they find a way to go to extra time to win. Uh, sorry, there are only two. because uh, Actually, no, three because they got the extra time this one. But um, I, I'm looking for Croatia on this. I think Modric has a little bit left in the basement. Uh, Rakitic. I think one of those two is just going to come up big with one of those shots. Who was who was it that they faced? Was it Spain that they came out of nowhere and just decided? Oh no, it was um, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. When they just went, they when they erupted. I think they're about. I think the volcano is ready to erupt again. Dude, I got France through and through. Team Africa, Europe through and through. Um, look, I think that factor of 360 minutes in the last three games for. Croatia is gonna is gonna show its effect. I mean, when you got a guy like Kylian Mbappe out there, like who's keeping up with that dude? I know Lovren has had a hell of a tournament, and shout out to him. He silenced a lot of critics, a lot of haters. Is he trying to keep up fans. with Sterling? <laughs> yeah, dude. Sterling had like a he gave he gave he gave Lovren a ten yard head start. Sterling even looked behind him at the ref. I was like, hey ref, should I chase this? Am I allowed? To? Is this within the rules? Me racing this slowpoke. Um, but no, man, Lovren's had a great tournament. Um, but when you got to deal with Giroud, so the physicality of that, that's going to take a lot out of your body. You got to deal with Griezmann's genius. And you saw that knuckleball he scored against Muslera and Uruguay. So you got to close him down. You got Mbappe, who they didn't really use in this Belgium game as much as they should have. Um, you got Matuidi, who's an experienced guy. You got Pogba, who's playing with his tail up. You got Kante, who worked for days. You got Mtiti and Varane, who are arguably uh, the best center back pairing at this World Cup so far. You got Pavard blowing up Hernandez, Lloris playing out of his mind, dude. I, I know I've said this the whole way Croatia has has, you know, gone through this knockout stage, but I don't see how they manage it, man. Especially with the taste of that Portugal loss in France's mouth. You know, they had an opportunity there. That Portugal team was very mediocre and they found a way to lose to lose that game. This I think they're gonna go in focused, tails up, heads up. The manager, Didier Deschamps, has been here before. He's been to this big stage. He's won a World Cup with France. He's the longest-serving French manager. So these guys are inspired by him. They grew up watching this dude. He's not going to let them fuck this one up again. I think um, I'm going with the – I'm going Les Blues, as uh, Tom would say, Les Cook. Uh, I'm picking them, and I agree with what everything Tiki said. But I think they have too much quality in their side as well. You know, I like what Croatia are doing. I'm not upset 
even though they beat England. Not upset that they're in the final. I think they deserve it the way they've been playing. They had a pretty easy route, but and they've been scraping by, but that just shows that they deserve to be here because they're willing to work harder than everybody. Um, but I think at the end of the day, that they haven't come up against a team like France, top five in the world for a reason. Have players you could argue at the best of their teams, no problem. Um, and I just think the way France have been playing, at times it hasn't been pretty, but they've – I mean, even against Belgium where they nearly won, I thought they took care of business. It wasn't kind of one of those games that, uh, you know, it's like, well, you know, this team played much better than the other team, but they, they lost 1-0. I think France have been comfortably the better team in every game that they've played. And I think one point that I'm, I don't want to overlook is that France have been watching Croatia as well. They definitely watched this England-Croatia game. They, I'm sure Deschamps got everybody together, so we're going to watch this. Scout, figure it out. Pogba, I need you to do this. And I know that players like Pogba and even the manager, they're looking at this Croatia team. It's like, all right, we might go ahead early, but the game's not over at this point. So we're going to have to see what happens. Um, anything can happen. It's the World Cup final. But I, I got I got the French going through and winning, giving me that uh, – Giving me then this is a little biased because I picked Fritz to win the whole thing, but I think they have enough quality to see them through. For sure, man. Um, all right, guys, thank you for listening. Oh, we're not getting into the Ronaldo debate. Oh yes, that's right. Let's. Uh, well, it's not a debate; it's a news story. But I guess I guess you have a debate for it. What What are your thoughts? CR seven moves to Juventus. So I just want to read off a tweet that I tweeted the day it happened, which was like all of like almost quoting yourself. Almost no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, he is, Buzzy Carter. <laughs> I'm gonna. Say, that's my. I, I like that move, though. I might take that. That is a hustling move. So let me let me say let me say this. Cristiano Ronaldo, I think, is the best player in the world. And, and after this World Cup, in my opinion, I don't even think it's close. But I tweeted out <clears throat> the second I found out that because ESPN and Sky Sports can report all they want, but I'm not. I'm waiting until the club says something. And Juventus and Real Madrid both said. Ronaldo's going or Ronaldo's coming or whatever. And I tweeted out Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo leaving Madrid at his age to a new country and a new challenge proves his ambition and desire to be what he already is, the best. And the reason why I say he's the best, like the context of that tweet is that this man's 33 years old and we understand that he's a different kind of athlete. He's in that LeBron James category. He's in that Usain Bolt category, like the upper echelon, the 1%, if even if it's 1%. But and for him to take this gamble, where some people might not say it's a gamble because he's going to undisputedly the best team in Italy the past six, nearly ten years, and he's going to a new league where I think it was a couple of years ago Fernando Llorente when he was at Juventus said Messi and Ronaldo wouldn't be able to play in Syria, and that's the thing that stuck with me because Ronaldo's now going to be in Syria. He's gonna he's off of Messi's shadow. He no, no longer has to worry about that. He's too big. He's a bigger player. He has a bigger ego to even worry about that. I love this move. I would have liked it if it was a different team. I would like to have seen him come back to Manchester United, but this is an unbelievable move. It just shows the ambition that Ronaldo has. It's a little awkward because he scored arguably his best career goal against Juventus in the Champions League this past season, but they applauded him for that one. It's they, a great. They gave, him a, they gave him a standing ovation for that bike he scored against Juventus. It's a great move. I'm I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. But I mean, I can't give this guy enough plaudits. He yeah, understands. That's why. That's what what the thing that I rate about Ronaldo more than 
messy is that he understands that he's beaten he's he's dominated la liga and it's time for a new challenge and hey, like you being this uh, story uh <laughs> how, you really liked your tweet there how's the bruise doing the one on your back from patting yourself there the whole time yeah that was good <laughs> that tweet let me read that to you guys i'm gonna explain what i was thinking while i was tweeting it and then i'm gonna give you my thoughts about after i tweeted it has and i has and i one in the same same uh, same thing yeah, I don't think there's a debate here, man. Like, this is a great move for him. He's won three Champions Leagues in a row. That's why I was surprised when you said a debate. That was the wrong word. That was the wrong word. Yeah, like, this is a great move for him, dude. Don't come back to the EPL. All they're going to do is compare you to uh, 09 Ronaldo. Like, don't do that. Don't come to United. They're just going to compare your numbers to your previous numbers. I would have loved to see him at United, but fuck that, dude. He's given us all he can. Like, that's just greedy for us to want him back. Juventus is the perfect club. Where's he gonna go? Inter, AC. I mean, Juventus Napoli. is one of the left. Napoli I thought he's too volatile. I believe PSG would have one hundred of one hundred percent. Yeah, PSG would have been cool, but like that would have said a lot about his like ambition levels. Like once you go to PSG, you know, like you're just there to pad numbers and count that oil money. Like at least Syria. I'm not a big fan of Syria, but it's still competitive. It's still a tough league. Still a respected league. I think it's um coefficient i think uh it's equal or close to uh france uh league one so like they're not that different but deep down we know when we watch these players play and these teams play that syria is still a feisty league to play and even though i don't give two shits about well it. for what cr7 is trying to do it makes sense why he goes to C uh juventus for the fact that he's going to win a league title i don't see anyone beating juventus now with cr7 there if anyone Race the team over Juventus. Well, they're, they're yeah. Well, we know we know what they are, but um, they if he can win a Champions League with Juventus, that I don't know if that's going to cement, but that's going to give that's, that's going to give CR7 that extra leap over Messi because Guys, it's over three leagues. If he wins three Champions League with three different squads, come on. I mean, but you know, again, it comes down to what we said that I know, I think uh, Tom was arguing, uh, debating about it, but I said that CR7 wants it more than Messi. Messi wants to win. He wants the glory. He wants, there's a different level for CR7. He wants to prove something. He wants to conquer. He wants yeah. To um, yeah, man, look. If Juventus win a Champions League with CR7, sorry, guys, the debate's over. You can say he's the better footballer, like who's got the better mind, who can pass better, assist, use his teammates, dribble, blah, blah. Who's the best of all time to do it? If he wins a Champions League for United, wins a Champions League for Real Madrid, and then goes to Juventus and wins a Champions League, fuck out of here, guys. After that, it becomes an emotional debate because statistically and logically, it's CR7. Right now... I still give CR7 the edge, but I don't think you're crazy for saying Messi is, you know, there's still there's still a debate to be had. But if he wins a, little, uh, a Champions League with a Serie A team, guys, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Messi outside of Barcelona hasn't done shit, not for Argentina, not for nothing, dude. And CR7 is out here winning Euros, scoring hat tricks, winning <laughs> Champions Leagues in multiple countries. Like, it is over you guys all you messy lovers better pray this dude doesn't win a champions league yeah he's on another level i mean I'm, i love the move i can't i can't wait to see what happens i'm waiting till the uva jerseys go on on order 
I'm going to order one the second it becomes available, just like I ordered Zlatan tickets the day that he signed for the Galaxy. Um, and everything Tiki just said, I mean, you you can – I mean, right now, 2018, it's still on the head. You, uh, you say – like it's even from a player perspective, but there is a mental aspect to it. I think Ronaldo is just a mentally – he's mentally strong. He's way stronger than uh, Messi is. Messi just staying at Barcelona. I'm not saying Messi had to make him – like I think Messi had to have made a move at some point, and I think Man City with Pep Guardiola would have been the perfect move. Not out of the question yet, but I think him staying at Barcelona just shows a lot of who he is. He's very comfortable there, which is no problem. And I think Messi will be – the end of, at the end of the day, Messi will be the best La Liga player of all time because that's all he knows. But Ronaldo, if he dominates at Juve, he's been the best player in the Premier League, in La Liga before, and yeah, hypothetically, Syria. And does, that eclipses it for me. Does Messi kind of take a look at this and say, maybe I should go to City? No. no. no okay. No. But let's see, the cool thing is I'm not really even comparing CR7 to Messi right now. I think it's kind of – it's a neat fact – when you take not just CR7, but another, maybe the best athlete in the world, LeBron James, they both made a switch at the end of their careers. They're looking to cement their legacy, and they both signed uh, a four-year deal. Uh, LeBron James has the three uh, three years and one one-year option, but I think it's kind of cool that they're both like, in the same realm right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they get into some sort of uh, business together because those two faces right now, would be epic. I think. I don't, I don't know who could afford going off of that. I, I think just real quick before we end. Um, they would afford going themselves. Off of, going off of that, Hus, I, I don't know if he's near the end of his career. I know numbers-wise he is, age-wise he is, but right now he's at the top. And let's say Ooh, at the end yes, of his career. Well, they're past their prime, what I mean. They're, they're, they're on the downward slope. They're, they're not, I don't know if they're past their prime. Ronaldo, Ronaldo is definitely not past yeah, their prime. Yeah, he is. He is. Come on, man. Ronaldo's yeah. past his prime. And Lukaku sucks. Yeah, we, we see how you judge players. Listen, six Yeah, yeah, look, you can still get the ball in the O. Pastor's prime doesn't mean he's hit the earth yet. He's still up in the moon. Let's not forget how good he was. But, dude, you saw him, like, taking players on. Like, he lost his speed. He doesn't have that speed, which is why he switched to number nine. Takes games off sometimes. He takes games off to rest. Like, dude is still a beast. I think he's still the best in the world. I think he still has a ball in the O in him, and maybe that's the move. He's making now to Juventus to kind of help that Ballon d'Or move. Like, hey, look, I scored 40 goals in Syria. I gave him a Scudetto and I made a Champions League final. You have to give me another award. Yeah, man. Just because he's past his prime doesn't mean this dude is done. Like, he still has ways to go before he hits earth where the rest of us are. I think he could play till he's 40, but that's just me. And I think when you talk about past his prime, if he wasn't as effective as he was, maybe the numbers speak a different story, but he's the best at what he's doing right now and Snaps. it's not even close yeah just look at his body dude. look at the way he plays it's i'll put it this way when did he start his career roughly roughly 18. yeah he said he could play till 40. that's 22 years he's 33. so you're not saying he's near the end of his career that's, seven, seven years is a lot of time i know but it's not close but it's that less it's than yeah he's on the other side yeah, on the other side. We're just gonna have to wait and see. For so sure, man. Just Ronaldo. Just And then, uh, for making this move. I'm so happy he's off Madrid. Now I, I can stop being a fair weather fan for that trash club. I have uh, three more things, really quick. Subotic of Croatia. It was really funny. What the goalkeeper when 
Kane took that chest and took that volley. I don't know if you saw the replays. The goalkeeper looked to his uh, to his left, and he actually flinched. It wasn't even like he was going for a save. He flinched. He was like afraid of the ball. Uh, also, Mares to Man City. Um, yeah. Yep. That is huge. Finally, it's done. Club record. Got all, what? Club record deal. Whether he starts or not, we'll get into that. And then I just want to touch on fantasy real quick uh, because you, you know why. All right, let's get into uh, the top five. McPuny, 237 total. Then four we got Tricka, 91, 238 total points. Third place, we got Lando USA, which is Al with 249. We got Brazil in second place with 267. <gasps> uh oh. Who's in first place? Oh, it's Bingo Bango. You know it's me with a total of 280 with a 13 point lead going into the final match. Don't forget to set your lineup, bus. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, we'll catch you for the final review. Hopefully, we'll have the rest of the gang with us, but probably not. I think Al will be sticking around in Europe uh, for the final. But we will catch you soon. Anything else before we sign off, guys? You might not have Al, but you got snacks. And if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what does. <laughs> On that note, check you later, guys. Peace. <laughs>